You guessed it, Pressure Points. With your smoking hot DJs, I'm D. This is AJ. We're coming at you with Season 2, Episode 14, Where is Will-O-Wisp? Find us on Instagram, at Points O Pressure. Same place on Twitter. Let's get going. You know what day it is. It's Monday and we are Quarantino. I'm D. That's how you decided to start this? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> not talking about the quarantinis that we have? Oh, <laughs> they're I not quarantinis, they're Manhattan teenies. Mine's definitely a quarantini. It looks like plutonium gel. Yeah, you told me you were making a Manhattan. I thought we were going to be drinking the same thing. You shamed me I, because I was going to make a I shitty drink. I was going drink. to. You fucking dick. Tell them the fact. Tell them the fact about the new the Manhattan. It was, uh, you know, it's a super famous drink. It was created, I think, in like the 1880s. It was the most popular drink for a long time. Still is technically, kind of, but kind of depends who you ask. That's fair. So, uh, yeah. how's your quarantine been? Oh, it's been great, you know, still working. Still just working all right anything crazy you've been up to shucks you know no <laughs> not at all i've been drinking a lot i've been day drinking a lot now that it's okay to wake up at 3 a.m and have a nightcap i've been drinking a lot that's so fair. that's been really nice that's fair other than that you know just packing up gonna be moving soon You've been doing anything fun since you don't actually work because you're a piece of shit? Um, yeah, so my quarantine has been nothing but movies and TV and video games and reading and doing research on the day before we record. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you had like three weeks. Last time we recorded, we recorded three episodes. Oh, no. I, and you re- waited until the day before? No, God, no. I, I did some before, but... A handful of it was done literally today, but that's... I did most of mine today. That's my business, not yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are doing the Will-O-The-Wisps today. Uh, I don't know if many people really know the the lore behind this one, but when I get into like pop culture, people will be like, oh yeah, I totally know about this shit. Wasn't that like... A movie from the early 2000s that I never saw. Willow the Wisps? Willow. Willow Wisp? The Wisps? I don't know. Willow Wisp? I have no idea. Who is Willow Wisp? No, it's not. (laughs) I was making a dumb joke. Not that I know of. Isn't there a movie called Willow or something? No, uh, Willow Wisp is who I lost my virginity to back in uh, 2003. (laughs) Back in Nam. Back in 2003. I was in a forest and let's just say... Use lube when you try anal because it hurt a lot. Yeah, especially <laughs> when they when they try to fly up your urethra. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like if you're gonna it's catheter crazy. me, at least lube it up. Yeah, cath me with your body, <laughs> just, baby. Just spit on it just a little bit, please. Yeah, at least at the minimum. So, on a, a slightly darker note, I'm going to I'm gonna read a couple stories um, and hit you guys with some some spooky. So, um, the idea behind 
will of will so it's will o apostrophe wisp but i'm gonna say will of the wisp because i don't have a cool accent no, it's will o the wisp. i don't have a cool accent and so i'm not allowed to say willow wisp um but yeah i'll say will of the wisp or whatever so a peasant traveling home at dusk sees a bright light traveling along ahead of him Looking closer, he sees that the light is a lantern held by a dusky little figure, which he follows for several miles. All of a sudden, he feels himself standing on the edge of a vast chasm with a roaring torrent of water rushing below him. At that precise moment, the lantern carrier leaps across the gap, lifts the light high over its head, lets out a malicious laugh, and blows out the light, leaving the poor peasant a long way from home, standing in pitch darkness at the edge of a precipice. So... Generally, these will of will of the wisps are called lantern jacks, spunkies, ignis fatuus, ah. fool fool's fire, and hinky punks. Um, there is. I'm also known as a spunky. Ooh, you know it, baby. Uh, that was especially one's... you with your with your my uh, sweet non, non unemployment hair and my no t-shirt. Your <laughs> yeah, my no shirt. Uh. Oh, we didn't even say that. So. Uh, your boy D is hitting you with a no shirt nipples out today. It's uh Oh yeah, nips out. Yeah, because we're we're COVID. doing a remote recording. We're in I'm in the closet studio from uh season 1, episode 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's it's a little toasty in here. <laughs> it looks toasty. I can see your sweat. Well, that's just because I haven't showered in 3 days cuz I don't even do video conference calls. I just I just dial in. <laughs> oh, even better. You just yeah. set it on mute and go smoke a reefer. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, Lantern Jack, Fool's Fire, a bunch of different weird shit. But across the board, um, most cultures have a connection with Will of the Wisps. Um, now, generally people think like, oh, that's, uh, that's some British bullshit. Like that, that stuff just goes on over in, uh, like the UK and they have really rich histories and everything. So none of that happens stateside in America, but you would actually be surprised there. Like it, it's really everywhere, which is what intrigued me most about this was that it's not just... Like, it's not just based in the UK, though a lot of my stuff is going to be from Europe because they have the best stories. Um, there are there are these cases in Japan, China, Russia, South America, um, and North America. Even Australia has some. Um, so, if you don't know what Will of the Wisps or Lantern Jack are... Uh, Generally, they're known as lights that are manifesting themselves to mislead followers to, like, an impending doom or unfortunate situations. <laughs> you put that Pop-Tart away, AJ. No, it's mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they'll generally lead people away or try to get them lost uh, or even lead them to their death. Uh, a lot of... In some cases, uh, people refer to Will of the Wisp as a saying that symbolizes hope or a goal that leads one on but is impossible to reach, much like us having a successful podcast. 
Uh, oh, yes. This... I was just going to say, I saw one of those hovering over my microphone. <laughs> I, which is it's fair, yeah. Uh, we'll never be famous, so don't ask for autographs. Or please do, but like pay it, pay it in advance. Yeah, yeah. We need a, an advanced payment for those things. Um, so, like I said, a lot of a lot of this is it has a dark aspect to it because you're out at night, you see these little little prancing and dancing lights in the distance. You're like, well, what the fuck is that? You're intrigued. Usually, that's a bad sign. If you're seeing things when you're out at night. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to help you. It's not Jesus. He's not there for you. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's generally not good. Yeah. However, um, there is a belief that not all wisps or lights or orbs are bad. Um, there's some cultures and beliefs out there that uh, Sometimes these are just trapped souls that are looking to be baptized. Um, there's a story that comes out of um, Wales, I believe, that there was a guy that was baptizing his son in just a little pool out, like out in the forest outside their home. And wisps started lining up and he started baptizing wisps. Uh, just the power of yeah, Christ compels, compels you. you. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> uh, so, as as anti-Christian and anti-God as I am, a lot of this, a lot of the lore behind all of this, has to do with souls and trapped souls and demons and. We'll talk about it later, but along the lines of, like, fairies. Um, now, uh, like I said, they are usually trapped souls. They're looking to be baptized. Or in some cases, and this was actually referred to in Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, that these wisps will lead to treasure or leprechaun gold in Ireland is one of the beliefs. Um, Ooh. Now, these positive ideas of them, like, oh, yeah, these, these little lights will lead you home. They'll, they'll help you when you're out and you're drunk and you need, to get a, you need to find your way home. I feel like a lot of that is that's why people will follow them and that's why the impending doom and the negative aspect comes in is because people are like, oh, yeah, they're just harmless little lights. My friend found treasure following one of these. And it's like, no. These things are seriously going to try to fuck you over. <laughs> it's just that's okay. But, so I feel like that's a lot of the reason why you get these stories of people that are like, oh, my God, like a wisp, a, a little light. I'll follow it. Maybe it'll help me out because there are positive stories. And because if everything you hear about a wisp is negative, you're not going to follow it. Like it's like saying, oh, I saw a demon and he said, hey, come into my woods. And you're like, oh, I've heard nothing but bad things about demons. I'll follow him. Like, fuck no. Why the fuck would you do that? No, nobody would okay. do that. So, so what you're saying is this episode is actually Sneaky Schemes Part 3 in disguise? Uh, sneaky Paranormal Schemes Part 3. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. Um, so it's... It's kind of interesting getting to read through some of these odd accounts that are just... And I shouldn't say that they're accounts. Some of them are just folklore. Uh, weird stories to keep kids from sneaking out of their house at night. Um, 
little things to keep people from sneaking off their property or going into different areas or staying out too late really uh it's it's just like any lore like any any folk tale that normally it's it's made just to scare little kids to follow what what the hell their parents are telling them to do um which honestly i feel like that's an effective way to get through to kids is to come up with fairy tales yeah and scare the shit out of them yeah exactly you can't if you can't teach them spook them (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's i've got a banner right here in my room that says that yeah it was interesting my uh my pe teacher my physical education teacher in in middle school had the same thing but in instead of spook them it was crossed out and it said molest i don't know why it was a weird thing weird (laughs) it must have been a typo at the factory yeah you know it's fine but it was painted on it was just weird just one of those funny things oh yeah just one of those things you know (laughs) oh mr jackson you goof (laughs) (laughs) and for some reason there were all these cameras in there too i have no idea why uh (laughs) oh that's so weird did you see any weird lights or did he just invite you over to drink alcohol alone with him? No, but after he hit us on the back of the head a few times, you would see, like, you'd see stars. I don't know if that counts. <gasps> <laughs> I forgot that was the whole song. Oh, I had to cut it manually. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It, so, back back to what we were originally talking about. Let's <laughs> let's skip past my my traumatic backstory. <laughs> so, like I said, not all of these things are necessarily bad in a way. Um some of them do have good intentions, but that's why people would follow them. So, in Germany, they obviously have a story about someone that's drunk. There it's just it's bound to happen. Duh. Yeah. So like any German man? Yeah. It just applies. It's like, hey, here's a story about a drunk guy. And kids are like, oh, he must be talking about dad. Uh, but he wouldn't beat his <laughs> wife. Not in Germany. They're nice out there. Oh, yeah. So nice. <laughs> They're not Americans. They're not shitheads when they drink. Yeah. Uh, all they would do is racially yeah. cleanse themselves. It's not a big deal. Like all they did was try it's to exterminate an entire religion. Whatever. Who cares? not a big deal no, and and multiple races yeah and it's, it's whatever that's and orientations it's what water under the bridge yeah. you know it happened we are all over it everybody is over it <laughs> nobody is upset about it's, it anymore it's over <laughs> so in germany forgive and forget <laughs> don't forget though never forget <laughs> always remember always remember uh so this German guy, obviously drunk, he is leaving the, the tavern. I like to think that it's a tavern at the time. It's not a bar. He leaves a tavern, and he starts heading home. And on his way home, it's a very forested area, and he sees a little light. And originally, he thinks, oh, like, that must be my house. So he gets closer to it and closer, and he realizes it it's a wisp. So... The wisp speaks to him because in some cases they will speak. They'll manifest themselves as either like children that are holding um, like torches or like in the first story, people walking with lanterns or they'll just be a little glowing light. And so in this case, it was like a light. So the little light comes up to him and the guy says, look, 
I'll pay you two silver if you show me the way home. And Little Wisp says, yeah, by all means, follow me. So this guy starts following him. He follows him for way longer than he thinks. He's like, I don't know, like, maybe I'm not getting close to home. And then all of a sudden he walks up and his front door is right there. And he pulls out one copper and he tosses it to the wisp. He says, yeah, take this, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm home now. And uh, all of a sudden the wisp drops like the door disappears. And the man realizes that he's just out in the middle of nowhere. That I've been had. Yeah, you've been had, although you were an asshole and you tried to underpay the, the hardworking citizen of the forest, you rich piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so people would get lost this way, and that's I'd assume that this is people's justifications for um, why someone would go missing back back in, like, 1700s, like, a long time ago before we really had... GPS. <laughs> um. <laughs> so this is really weird. I just got to cut in for next week's episode. I'm kind of continuing on with some of the ideas that we get to by the end of this, but I have a couple stories that are very, very similar Yeah. to yours, even just from these first two completely like on a different subject, but they're, I, I'm looking forward to sharing with them because sharing you sharing them with you that, uh, Homebrewed beer is starting to hit. <laughs> Shout out to Jace. But yeah, it, yeah, it's, uh, I've got some very interesting parallels with my stuff coming up next week. Yeah. Um, and it's like I said at the start, there are, I feel like across all cultures and societies, um, these these ideas and concepts of folklore, they're generally all kind of the same. Um, they all have like, similar uh core stories um really just the means that it's displayed or the means that it's like put through to everybody is changes like that that's the biggest thing that really switches things up is just like somebody in china is going to have a different perspective on like what tells you not to go out at night as opposed to someone in the uk um, though the stories are similar, like, oh, a guy goes out at night, he follows this thing, he gets lost. He runs into this, like this demon, or he runs into something that he thinks is good, but it turns out to be bad. So don't go out at night. Um, no, no, but mine are more specific, more specific, like in like ripping someone off who uh, performed a service yeah. or things like that like that specific of the same it's weird that we stumbled across and i could see this information because of what we will get into i don't want to spoil it or whatever uh, but because of what we will get into because you and i have talked about this before um there is it's an interesting connection um there are a lot of similarities when i proposed this this show idea you were like oh my god what about this i was like oh shit yeah i guess they are the same thing um, and from what I read through, a lot of people were saying that they are kind of, in some cases, long lines the same. Uh, but that's a discussion that we'll have a little bit later in this episode. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so with um, 
the Americas, even. Um, in Texas, they have like a light that will manifest itself. And I believe it's like Southwest Texas that people will talk about. Um, but in Mississippi, they actually had one that in the 60s, like pretty much the 40s through the 70s, it was really popular. And people would drive out there, or sorry, not Mississippi, uh, Missouri, which coincidentally, it is close to Joplin, Missouri, uh, which oh, if you don't know, connection. yeah, if you don't know the the significance of Joplin, Missouri, then go back and watch our Gwendolyn Creek Moore episode. Uh, the little what is it? The poor little rich girl of Joplin, Missouri, uh, and incest, and incest. <laughs> That's right. I forgot we even talked about that. I got way too drunk <laughs> for that episode. Um, mm-hmm. So it. it it's it's funny because the people were really superstitious about this they were like oh my god like it's a ufo but it would only show up every so often and so droves of people would come out and they'd park in this one place it was it was on an interstate they would park on it and people would just sit out on their cars or they'd sit in and listen to the radio and they just watch this one spot where it would always show up and it would come up as different colors. Like sometimes they were yellow or they were a plain white or blue or red. And there was never really a, a connection as to when it showed up. So people would go out and they may not even see it that night. So they'd come back the next night and they'd come up for a week and nothing would show up. Now, this... <laughs> You can tell a university has way too much money coming in or they don't have enough work to do when they're like, we're going to investigate the spooky orb that's showing up in Joplin, Missouri. (laughs) Uh, So this guy, Alan Rice, he shows up and he brings out a team of investigators in 2014. And they sit there and they're studying it and they're like, what the hell could this be? And so... They take note of essentially how far out it it is from where they're sitting. And so they go to that area and they're like, hey, we're going to sit where we think that it's coming from. And somebody else will sit tomorrow night from like where you watch and you're able to see it. And they just wait. Now, what do you think they found, AJ? Jack shit swamp gas. (laughs) Close. Uh... A car headlight. The flying car from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, my God. He guessed it. No. Uh, we solved it. <laughs> it's, it's been had. Uh, no, it it actually turned out to be car headlights. Um, so there was a road that was exactly nine. Not exactly, but it was nine miles out from the viewing spot. And you couldn't see the headlights because the it was blocked. And then for just a second, it would show up like boop. It would, you'd see the light and then it would change colors when it turns to red. And the, my, my assumption is that the reason people, uh, couldn't see it or they, they wouldn't see it as often back in the day, back in the forties, fifties, sixties is because how often do you think people were driving late at night in the fifties and sixties and seventies? Not as much. Exactly. And, like, then now it's probably still kind of an uncommon road, 
but you would see it more often. It would show up in, in 2014. They're like, oh, my God, we need to investigate this. Can you imagine being a professor and you're like, we're going to do an investigation into what the hell this light is? And so you write your thesis. You have everything ready. You're like, all right, we're going to have the conclusion ready tonight. And then yeah, you're you've like, got tons of money, right? It's fucking from the car lights. <laughs> it's uh, headlights. <laughs> like, I spent so much time on this. The most uneventful thesis ever. Now, the thing that's interesting about all of this is that if you are a skeptic like me, like I enjoy, like a gay. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but like, I like yeah. it. And, I'm I'm skeptical about a lot of this paranormal stuff because I don't have a lot of experience with it like AJ does. So when it comes to these things, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's all bullshit. That's a cool story. I'll happily read it. That's fun. But there's a science behind it. There's always a science behind it. So with this, there actually is a science behind it. Um, At least in that one spot. Well, in right? that one spot. But... In other situations, um, people do have explanations as to what it could have been back in the 1800s, back in like like the 1200s, way back with a lot of these stories. If you say if you say ball lightning once during this episode, I will cut your penis ball off. Ball lightning, and then yeah, ball lightning. Haven't you heard of that explanation? Uh, yes, but I'm not gonna say ball lightning specifically. <laughs> you better not, because that's a super rare phenomenon that in no way could account for the many hundreds of sightings of these balls Share of light. Share it. Hit me with the ball lighting. No. I don't exactly know how it caused, but it's basically what it sounds like. It's lightning in a ball. It doesn't, like, go out and hit the ground oh, super no. quick. It's basically this electronic, like, atmospheric thing where it's a ball, and it looks like a ball of light. And it just kind of no, more slowly moves. I wouldn't necessarily but say that it's ball lightning. I didn't really read anything along those lines because that it's what? It can't be ball lightning because ball lightning only happens for a second. Like it's a super quick event. But people people say it's that or, or gas. Uh, what is it? Swamp gas. Yeah, essentially. So um, the idea behind it is so a lot of people will talk about uh, when – there wasn't obviously back then there wasn't a lot of uh like city lights like you don't have the lights of a city blocking out the stars you could be in the sit the center of the city and you can still see the stars just fine when you're out in the forest you don't have that it's pitch black other than the moonlight if the forest is dense enough it's pitch black you're just stumbling around following a trail so if you do see a light, you think, oh, that's a city. So in some cases, a lot of people attribute this to fireflies or I know, I know you're going to facepalm me, but deal with it. Um, but just bioluminescent bugs, animals, anything along those lines that will show up glow, glow worms or uh fungus because glowworms are floating through the sky well when it's pitch black when it's pitch black and you see a light that's eye level like the glowworm could be on the side of a tree i don't know it's some bullshit i'm just and and moving vertically and horizontally and erratic but would a firefly not do the same thing no move vertically and horizontally 
No, not at all. Never? They can't fly. No, no. Fireflies. <laughs> fire Fireflies don't fly at all. Um, they do not fly. Would I and I get I get your your hate for the scientific approach on it. I get it. No, no, it's not the scientific approach. It's the let's just try to make anything fit instead of trying to open up the horizons to find what it really is. So I will get to that on what it like more of an actual scientific approach, not oh, what about fireflies? What about shiny glowing bugs? <laughs> uh, shiny glowing <laughs> bugs. <laughs> so uh, there's chemiluminescence, chemiluminescence, which is a reaction between different chemicals. Um, now this one is the oxidation of phosphine or correct me if I'm wrong, diphosphine, and methane. So in some cases, uh, in Ogden, Utah, actually, a lot of people will talk about the Ogden Cemetery has what they call flow, which is like a glowing floating orb that will show up every once in a while. Um, and it'll pop up for a minute, and then it'll just be gone just as quickly as it appeared. Uh, now, methane is released from rotting corpses. Uh, whether that's an animal, whether it's a human. And when that comes into contact with oxygen, there's a reaction that will basically explode. You'll see a flash of light. Um, and if there's enough of it, it will linger for a minute. And when that goes away, it's gone just as quickly as it came up. What are you thinking? I'm seeing you do your Are you ready for face. me to shit yeah, all go for over it. This is, this, this. Is why want, like, this is why we're having this is because... <laughs> I'm coming into this as a skeptic, and I want your your explanation. Methane is also released. This is a side, uh, a brief aside. Methane is also released from live humans, but you don't see it light up every time I almost shit myself on a bus. That's fair. You know, this is very you know, fair. Just I, I just thought of that. That just popped in my head because you know the bus. So as methane is released from these decaying corpses. It has to go through the coffin into the dirt where it is then dispersed and spread throughout all those tiny, you know, particles and spread out and slowly released. It's not, there's not really a, a way for it to like, uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like bundle up together. Release in one, to in one place. To, yeah, release in one go. And if that was the actual explanation for the lights, wouldn't you have those reports that literally every cemetery that's true wouldn't that just be a common it could be the case yeah um this is just saying i'm really good at shitting on these things no i and i feel it i don't blame you it's uh because it's so up in the air and there's not necessarily a definitive explanation for it it would make sense as to why we don't have an explanation um if now this is kind of a weird philosophical thing but if if ghosts manifested themselves and there was a scientific explanation for it, we would never see them. We talk, you and I talked about this. It's like if there wasn't a way of disproving them, we wouldn't have them. Like, do you remember this conversation? Oh, so yeah, yeah. This is this is an idea that I've gathered, and more people than just me. This isn't my idea. I've gathered this in you know in parallel with a bunch of other people but it's the idea that a lot of this paranormal phenomenon could not exist unless there was the chance that it could be disproven 
like there are tons of people who've gone to it's called a Phillips experiment. Mm-hmm. It's where you get around in a seance like circle and you basically hold hands and do your whole, you know, a whole seance thing. And then the, it's called table tipping. The table will, you know, float up or bend or things like this. And, and I know some people who went through one and they've never given me a reason to lie. And they also don't have any explanation for how the top of a table, one table leg bent up with the top of the table you know obviously that stuff can be faked but the idea is there has to be the chance of that being faked if you know anything about like seances and stuff from the 18 and 1900s a lot of times you'll have you know legit um let's see what is it called yeah like seances legit mediums who are able to have all these crazy stuff happening but they're all debunked because somebody found a piece of rope, you know, behind their set. Yeah, exactly. Behind their 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 place. But at the same time, the evidence that they have, like here here's a specific one. There was uh there's a super thin material. I forgot what it's called cuz I've been drinking. But it basically will hold the form like if you dip your hand in it, you could slide it off and like set it on the table. And they were able to get casts of these like disembodied hands that they were able to see. And there's no way you would have been able to remove your hand from the cast without breaking it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that seance was debunked because they found, like, mannequin arms or something like that. But the evidence is still there that just having those mannequin arms wouldn't have done anything. So there yeah. always has to be the chance that it's faked or it seems like the phenomenon just doesn't show up anymore. Yeah, exactly. Which is where I I definitely agree with you. I think that, like... For me personally, if I were to sit in on a seance, I don't believe in ghosts. If I were to sit on a, on a seance and we were like, hey, we're going to have a way of disproving this. Like, D, my hands are on the table. Um, like, there's no way that I can be doing any of this. There's still a chance where I'm like, I see this and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how the, how the hell would that even show up? But I believe it a little bit more because there are ways of disproving it that didn't disprove it. Um, or even if there was a way of disproving it, it's still like, well, we saw it. Like, that's. I, I feel like it makes sense that these things have a scientific explanation because everything is going to have a scientific explanation. Like, yeah. Like, even, even when it comes to miracles, like, people are like, oh my God, like, how would this person, their heart stopped beating and they came back to life? It's like, well, <laughs> there are ways of bringing people back to life. Um, it's It also kind of goes to why, it kind of lends an idea as to why none of this has ever been able to be proven in a lab. Because when you're in a lab-like condition, there's not that chance that it's going to be faked. Yeah, exactly. You know. And so, and so <laughs> it doesn't show up as easily as it would. So when it comes to these scientific explanations, I feel like... Me being a skeptic, I see the scientific explanation. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Though I can see why people back then would would be afraid of it because they didn't know what phosphine and methane were. They didn't know that carcasses would release methane. They didn't know that, like, they obviously never saw a firefly in the daylight. And so it was hard for them to really grasp the idea that, like, that wasn't something that was normal. That was paranormal. That's... That was beyond. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. And I don't I don't blame you for feeling the way that you do. Um and Yes, you do. I know. No, you I do. do. I judge the fuck out of you for it, so deal with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's how we stay together. Yeah. It makes the sex more spicy. Exactly. What? 
I mean, what? <laughs> never. No, that, that was a that was a <laughs> Freudian silly. slip, Daddy. Yeah, mommy. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, mom. Hi, papi. <laughs> so, uh, in 1596, a guy by the name of Ludwig Lavatar, Lavater, uh, Lavatory. <laughs> That's definitely how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, he he wrote a book that was basically like. It explained a lot of, well, didn't explain, but it was his hypothesis on the explanation of what all this shit is. So his quote, which is in Old English, so if I blow this, I'm, I apologize. But it's, many time candle and small fires appear in the night and seem to run up and down. Sometimes these fires go alone in the night season and put such as see them and they travel by night in great fear. But these things, and many such like, have their natural causes. Natural philosophers write that thick exhalations arise out of the earth and are kindled. Mines full of sulfur and brimstone in the air enter into it. As it lieth in the holes and veins of the earth, will kindle on fire and strive to get out. Um, so... It's like I said, there there may be a scientific explanation for all of this. There, it may just be something we really can't explain as much as we really would like to be able to. But I find it interesting. Definitely. So that guy's entire hypothesis is there are chemicals in the ground that catch on fire spontaneously <laughs> and then the fire bursts yeah, out. Yeah, essentially spontaneous combustion. Like, no joke. I'm not even kidding you. That's what the, the explanation for these appearing is, is spontaneous combustion. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't have fire without, you know, heat, chemical reaction, an oxidizer. Mm. Like, and there's probably, oh, and fuel, duh. Yeah. It's a fire tetrahedron. And, I mean, if you have all those things, you still need the heat to start it or something to spark it. Yeah. Like, if you if you just have a bunch of sulfur in the ground, there still needs to be something to ignite that sulfur. This is true. Lightning. It's ball lightning. Ball lightning. I said it. <laughs> Ball goddamn <laughs> lightning. Are you happy? We're canceled. <laughs> We're done. That's it. We've had it. We're out. I quit. Never again. <laughs> uh, so, to kind of wrap up my end of all this, and before we get into what we were discussing earlier, um, I just have, like, references in pop culture that kind of align with all of this. Uh, like I said, Bram Stoker's Dracula... Uh, as he's taking someone up to his castle, there are these wisps and these lights that line the road up to the castle. And the guy that he's taking up there says, well, what are these? And Dracula says, common folk believe they mark where treasure is buried. Um, in The Lord of the Rings, not the movie, in the book, in the Dead Marshes, Golem says not to follow the lights, and if they do, they'll keep the dead company and have little candles of their own. Because our, I thought that was in the movie, wasn't it? Uh, in the movie, I believe they're going through the marsh, and it's like bodies in the water. Oh. Like they look in the water and that's, they see, yeah, that's they see like ghosts it. under there, and then Frodo falls in, and he starts dying essentially. And drinks yeah. some corpse water. Yeah. Nothing mm. better. Nothing hits the spot. Better than a nice yeah, podcast boy death water. A nice tall glass of corpse water. <laughs> That's what we should have called this episode. We screwed it up. <laughs> ah, 
back to the drawing board. Uh, and for you, I'm going to say normies because I have never read or seen these. Harry Potter, the hinky punk in Harry Potter. It's a one-legged monster that carries a lantern that misleads travelers. Um, which uh, the spunky actually. This one you'll like. This is my this is my fun lore fact of the day. A spunky in Scotland is known as a little boy that you would pay money to, and he would walk out in front of crowds or groups and with a little torch, and he would lead them to where they needed to go, and they would pay him. But and he only had one leg. Yeah, no, he didn't have only one leg. <laughs> I mean, he was Damn. always a cripple. <laughs> yeah. He was always Tiny Tim from <laughs> from the Christmas Carol. Uh, yep. So that's what they started calling it was Spunky because you would see this little kid. You're like, oh, my God. And you're trying to, like, catch up with him. He leads you into the forest. You get lost. And he's gone. And you're like, oh, shit. Well, tough luck. I guess I'll find my way home in the morning or just die. And then he <laughs> loses your corpse later. Yeah, exactly. And then the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> the methane is released because the methane is released and the phosphine is oxidized. AJ, deal with it. They're putting the chemicals in the water that's turning the frog gay. <laughs> okay, Alex Jones, get out of here. The other true. Would you say the, my name? The other AJ, my, my <laughs> other best AJ friend. Oh my God, I just realized <laughs> Alex Jones, AJ. We fucked fuck. up. You got you to gotta find a new, a new name. Oh no! You're gonna have a new host next week because <laughs> I can't. I can't abide. We're by gonna that. put a filter on. So you sound like this all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, oh, no. So let's see. And then video games have, have a lot of references to wisps, like uh, in Castlevania, RuneScape. Yes, I reference RuneScape. No, I'm not sorry about it. Uh, the el- Have you played old school RuneScape? <laughs> Suck my balls, please. Uh, <laughs> Only if we get a thousand downloads this month. God, really, though. No, I told you, if we got a thousand downloads this month, I would kiss you on the mouth. But we're not posting a picture of it. it- Just don't tell. I will post. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> I will make an OnlyFans account for this podcast. <laughs> oh if we get to a thousand downloads I'll be shirt- this month. I'll be shirtless in it, I swear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you won't see our our faces, but you'll definitely see our heads. Ooh, what uh, heads are you talking about? Ooh, you know. <laughs> uh, so let's just see. Just a completely sidetrack. Oh god! So Final Fantasy has them, Animal Crossing has them, and Pokemans has Pokemans? has references to Will of the Wisps. Um, uh, movies. This one was actually along lines of like a positive one. Is Brave. Pixar's brave. Uh, she didn't watch. It. She follows these little blue lights, and uh, they, in Brave, they were believed to lead people to their destiny, which is the opposite of what these things would actually do. This leads you to your doom. Um. Now, oh, oh, wow! You hulking out Shirt- over there? <laughs> Shirtless Hulk. I like how you just flexed. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, the comparison to AJ lead into it. You've got your comparison. What's uh, part two on this about? Part two? Part two? Well, not part two, but what you like. No, it is going to be part two. Uh, I'm going to go into it in much more detail in part two. But it's fairies, yo. 
that's 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 about it. I'm gonna talk about fairies next time. A couple of fairies and talking how... about fairies. Exactly. It's the pretty much the uh, phenomenon follows exactly what he's been explaining this entire time. And in most of these cultures that he mentions, they even blame it on fairies. And when I say fairies, I I, I was told that it's important to start with this. I was going to end with it, and I don't know why. It's because I'm a noodle arm Melvin. <laughs> but <laughs> to start with, when I say fairy, I don't mean like two-inch tall fern gully flying around. Oh, come on. Bullshit. We know that fern gully no, no, no. is a fairy. She's my stan. <laughs> I hate myself for using that terminology. Oh, no. Fairies are the fairy folklore that I'm talking about in the, in the phenomena is generally things like everything from three inch tall humanoid figures to, in general, they're actually two to three feet tall in most stories. Really? I didn't know this. Yeah. They're, they're two to three feet, three feet tall, often... Sometimes they will come by as just being like five foot if they're real tall. Or gnomes, if you go to South America, you get things like the Duende and things like that. Um, and a lot of mining. Uh, I noticed you didn't go into any Will of the Wisp style um, experiences in like mines, coal mines and gold mines and so things. So the problem was when I was doing my research on it, it is so hard for like for my Google to come up with anything other than skeptic shit. So I'm like, oh, I would like Oh, I stories. thought you were going to say scat porn. No, no, not scat porn. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, like, skeptic stuff is all that would show up. So I'm like, I just want stories. I want lore. And it's like, uh, this is how they're disproven. I'm like, no, I just, like, I want to I see what people think about them other than how to disprove it. So it was really hard for me to find yeah, so, lore and stories outside of somebody just going in and doing an experiment to disprove what the fuck they were. Have you heard of the Tommyknockers? No, it sounds familiar, but I haven't. I think we've talked about them before a while ago like in season one. But them. it's basically you go into a coal mine and there are these things called Tommyknockers that you generally don't see, but they're still considered fairy folklore. And a lot of times the stories are, oh, a miner will hear them knocking and that will, that's a foreshadowing of a cave-in. So if you listen to the Tommyknockers and you leave, you'll survive, but everybody else will die, the people who didn't believe huh. in them. And they're kind of considered that. And also, it will blow your mind the amount of modern day gnome stories there are across the planet. I'm intrigued. Do you have videos? People like... Yes, tons of videos. No. <laughs> like, there there are people... There was this one... This is totally from memory. I heard this story, like, three years ago on a different podcast. But... How dare you? How dare you a... listen to something that isn't us? I feel so I'm sorry. betrayed. <laughs> That's fine. You're you're used to it. <laughs> this is true. They, uh... Yeah. So, it's a, it's a couple. I think one of them was, like, a surgeon, and the other one was a physicist. They were just driving through the countryside. I believe they were on holiday somewhere. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh so they were God. they were driving and they see these like three foot tall older dudes with beards and like sounds ridiculous, but like red pointed hats and little vests. <laughs> How big were they? And they're trying to climb. They're on top of a hill and they're like trying to get on top of a boulder or something. And they both like make eye contact, freak the fuck out and pull over, huh. look at each other like, are we 
are we on drugs right now? Like, what is happening? <laughs> they look at each other. They look at it. They get out of the car, and the thing's like, look at them, and then run away. <laughs> and that's that's they run up to the rock, and by the time they get there, they're gone. Huh. Like, there are countless stories of modern day gnomes. There was a, and I actually there was actually some a negative ones. There was a gnome encounter that I read about in Goosebumps. The R.L. Stein Goosebumps, and it, it, which are all based on fact, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what Wikipedia is based off of is R.L. Stein stories. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't make Spookopedia. It's a Wikipedia that's only R.L. Stein. Fun fact for you. Fun fact about D. Uh, I was not allowed to read Goosebumps or any R.L. Stein book when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, they're of Satan. Yeah, uh, my my parents didn't want like creepy, spooky horror stuff in the house. So the first encounter that I had with it, the first like full story that I saw, was I don't think it was it was Goosebumps, but it had Shia LaBeouf, and there was a possessed doll. It wasn't Chucky, but there was a possessed doll that looked just like him that was trying to kill him, and I saw it on like like some poor people channel like wb kids or some shit um but yeah <laughs> right hand to god i swear that was the first one that i saw or read about and then from there i read the uh, uh i so in elementary school i mind you i had to hide the receipt because if my mom found out that i got an rl stein book it would have been hell to pay but i got a a little it was the creepy gnome one from R.L. Stein, and I read that Goosebumps, and it scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. I was like, nope, nah, and yeah, it was a good one. I don't remember what it was, so I'll, I'll look it up for the next episode. So confirmed, D is a pussy. Hey, I was when I was a kid. I was a good little Mormon boy. Leave me alone. I was a God-fearing my child. Parents did not, my parents did not care at all, as long as I was reading which is why I turned out the way I am. I remember I was 10. Do you remember the, the reading colors? Did you guys have that? It sounds Where You could familiar. only check out books of your color. Mm -mm. Like, yeah, uh, I... And it's based on grade or reading level. No, we did like a, I think it was a number system that they did with us because I went to a smart person school. I went to a, I mean, I I went to a big brain academy. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. But it was, so we we had like color scales and you would test on your reading level to see, you know, if you would be able to basically read and comprehend the book. Mm -hmm. And I was, I love to read. I was uh, born deaf and stupid. <laughs> I'm still stupid, but uh, like I, I had to go to speech Only therapy for a long time. Deaf. That's why I always sound louder on the podcast. It's because AJ can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> I always edit it without my hearing aids in. I don't know why, <laughs> but I never wear my hearing aids oh, when I'm editing great. this. But yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time reading because I couldn't talk because I sounded like an idiot. <laughs> and my parents were like, yeah, whatever, read whatever. We don't, it's cool as long as you're reading. Mind you, I'm going to so bring this I was up like, every time you say you were a child. You were a little God-fearing son of a bitch. I know you were. You've told mm, me about this. Until, no, just until I was six. I left the church when I was six. Weak. But I was tw 11 or 12 or something like that. And that's when I, I tested out of my grade and got to read the more advanced books. Ooh. And I immediately checked out a book 
on the death squads of Germany. <laughs> and that's where and it all began. here I am now. <laughs> right? When my brain was just ripe oh, for, you know, God. everything developing real well. And, and, you know, here I am. Just started a documentary on Netflix about the Einsgruppe. Totally suggest it. They got that clips of people beating the shit to death. Uh, you know, people they don't like. <laughs> you want to try that if you, again? If you want to give that a round two? Uh, let me give that a shot. <clears throat> <laughs> it's about the Einsgruppe. They got clips of people beating the shit out of people they don't like. How's that? All right, that was good. Yeah, we won't edit the first part out, All right, out, take though. two. We're good. <laughs> take two. Oh, no. Click. No, no, no. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> know if you got more, but I'm all done over here. Oh uh, well, I wanna I wanna save the rest of mine for for episode two. We're starting to run a little long. We're almost to almost to an hour. Yeah. All right. Well. So next week, stay tuned. Tune in. Fairies. Next Monday. Folklore. Uh, what else did I have here? Iceland. Isis. Missing four one one. Isis. Dead babies. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you the connection. The mishandling of it. appropriated funds. <laughs> <laughs> the mishandling of famines <laughs> and then uh we're going to end with a little bit of the abduction phenomenon which terrifies me which is why i haven't talked about it yet you know what we should start doing but we're, we're gonna end with that we should start doing a riddle at the end of every single episode first false finder smells their own behinder <laughs> that's my riddle for today <laughs> oh god i'd love it that's the riddle for the day. <laughs> if you know what it means, uh, tell 10 people to subscribe and listen to all our episodes <laughs> with the volume muted. Good shit. All right, guys. Well, Because uh, remember. Remember what? Remember, before you close, if we get 1,000 downloads, My only. he's going to get his <laughs> only dick sucked for the first time what? ever. <laughs> what? This is a thing? No, I mean, yeah, wait, Yeah, rich what? a thousand downloads, I'm allowed to, to suck your dick. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, ironically. I need this in writing from your fiancé. I expect it when I come up on Wednesday. I mean, I'm not, I'm not breaking quarantine. I would never. No, no. Definitely not for some DSL. Yeah, and not for demo day. You can't skip demo day. Oh, yeah, demo day. <laughs> Tearing up some carpet. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, we'll... Uh, I'll tear up your carpet. Tune in next week for part two. Uh... And feel free to reach out with any episode ideas or feedback. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. And we'll see you next week, suckers.